Oh, hey, Rich. How you doing? I love killing things. Cool. <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you, Paul? I'm doing good. Well, today we're going to talk about a subject that is near and dear to absolutely no one's heart. No one's heart. Which is the tendency of executive leaderships to brutally murder long-standing projects that people have dumped their careers and years of their work into and what when to make that decision why often that decision is made way too late yeah and what to do if you're one of the people who has given your entire life to something and now watched it turn to absolute dust it'll be a fun one Cool. I, I don't think anybody makes anything successful. Like some, especially the ones that are like high profile successes, they're crazy passionate when they talk to you about it. And it could be like the most mundane thing, like customer happiness. Like it could be the most basic stuff. Oh, the but worst. They're absolutely obsessed with it. The worse and more boring it is, the more likely they are to be like, I'll tell you, the one thing I do, the one thing I do is yeah. I read five emails a day yeah. from our hat making team. Yeah. And you're just, oh, yeah. okay, oh my God. And I you're, saw, you're I like, saw, I, I'm just drinking coffee, man. I saw a Bob Iger interview where he very casually tells the, the, the person that's interviewing him that he wakes up at 4 30. They all, the <laughs> they all say they do that, right? That's all. They're always they're It's it's you know answering making phone calls from the treadmill is the <laughs> it's just the move. Yeah, that's when I read I read my five newspapers and then I have my macronutrients. I punch my uh, my team members and then I get to work. And and we could be talking about executives. We could talk about entrepreneurs. We could be talking about a restaurant owner. We could be talking about someone that. Um, emptied their savings and decided to sell uh, a very particular kind of iPhone case uh, made out of recycled bamboo online. I, we've seen it. We have good friends. There is, we had a conversation the other day with someone who just was talking about, it's someone who is a, an investor and they're like, sometimes you, you, you just got to out back. Yeah. And it literally, it was interesting to hear an investor say that because their goal is always to make lots of money and make things work. Yes. And this person was like, man, a lot of times you just got to do it as quickly as possible. And what his move is, is he goes, we got to shut this one down. I think you should. You should shut it down. You should stop spending the money. And then you should figure out what you're going to do next. And then I, I'm probably going to invest in it. I, I believe in you. Yeah. Right? And, and it's not over. You're not over. But this phase of you building a, a better website for cat sitting is probably done. Yes. And... I think the mistake people make is they give their endeavors an identity and a personality. Like, well, now you're killing a you thing. Know, this is, well, okay. It, 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 the fact that we're saying killing presumes that it's living. This is your superpower and also what makes you kind of a terrifying human being to work with. <laughs> okay. Okay. We were right. also recruiting yeah, at our yeah, startup. Exactly. Now, let me, let, me make, let me do this straight up for you, right? Which is we, we own this agency for a long time. And yeah. on day one, you were like, we're going to sell it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're building a community. 
We're building a family. <laughs> There's Look, a I, place to put your bikes. I've lined up my stuffed animals there on the bed, you know, <laughs> and everyone, and it's going to be great. Yeah. And then it took me about seven years, yeah. and that feeling of walking in the office and people just looking at me like I was a space alien, and I went, oh, okay, this is where Rich was on day one. Yeah. I got there. I've also, I failed. I failed in the past. I've had wonderful success, but I've also failed. Oh, no, me things. too, man. Uh, and and the biggest mistake you can make is to have an emotional attachment to the thing such that it takes you to an irrational place. You're convinced the entire world is wrong and you they just don't get it yet. And uh, you keep at it. And what you end up doing is it's a nasty spiral downward. We're oversimplifying by saying either make it succeed or kill it. Pivoting is a type of killing, actually. You could pivot in a very dramatic way, right? Some of the most famous tech startups were actually wild pivots. Right. They were going to be games, and they ended up productivity tools, or vice versa. Like, there's well, the all ultimate, kinds of the ultimate meta pivot, right? Is Amazon Web Services, where they're like, "Oh, you know what we should do," right? And suddenly, it's this huge part of a huge business. Amazon made a phone at one point. It probably cost them ungodly amounts oh, of money to even do one. it. It was every, called the Fire Phone. Every, like, not anyone. I don't think anyone wants Fire in their pocket. But here we are. I had to review the Facebook Phone for the MIT. The Facebook Phone. That, that was a strong cup of coffee. That yeah, phone. yeah. And and so, what advice can we give people? Well, first of all, you live in a world in which only success is celebrated. You know, and it's a funny thing. VCs are funny because they just talk about what geniuses they are. And if you look at it statistically, like ninety-five percent of what they do is bad. And they make mistakes. Well, it, I mean, that's the model. Yes. You need like two or three out of 30 to hit. Exactly. And the rest are failures. And Meanwhile, and, everybody who wins, by, by VC logic, everyone who wins big in Vegas is yeah. actually a genius. Yeah. I was talking to an entrepreneur, really smart woman. She's out of Stanford. And her, her startup wasn't taking. And right. it just wasn't taking. It was a it was a food delivery delivery type thing and, and it didn't take. And she was such an adult about it. She's like, it, there's no market. She came to me as if like she's gonna tell me the backstory and get my advice about what to do. I was like, Oh, like halfway through, I was just like, Oh, you just want me to tell you to shut it down because you know you should shut it down. Well, it's, She actually knew she needed to shut it down. It's one of the things we come back to on this show over and over again, Viotti and Ford Advisors, but most people just want permission. <laughs> Viotti and Ford permissions. That's literally <laughs> what this show is. People are listening right now going like, should yeah. I shut my yeah. thing down? Yeah. Um, uh, and, and what well, was wait, interesting about all, it- Why are we shutting things down? We're shutting them down because they run hot, they're expensive, they're time-consuming, and they're, they don't contribute to growth of some kind. <laughs> and this could be not-for-profit, secret novel project, or startup. It, it, doesn't, yeah. it could be anything. Yeah, it could be anything. Exactly. And, and I think- And failures look, have- man, a, Also, failures- the, let, me, let me keep going. Failures have a tendency to linger- uh, and because nobody wants to name them, failure itself. Once you name it, it it's over. Like you can go like, all right, well that's it's over. Fail. Yeah. Okay. And but but there's like a a gray state where you're like, oh, we just haven't figured it out yet. I've been I've I've been close to people who could not let something go, and it kind of messed them up. Like it really beat them up. They felt like failures themselves. They felt like they'd let investors down. Mm -hmm. It was it was it was a bad scene. I'm right? that way about writing projects that never got finished. I feel terrible about them. Yeah, and 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 so. Bullet one. 
bullet one. It takes about 36 hours to call the state of Delaware to set up a company that in legal parlance is what's called a fictional person or an and you know an, a a a legal construct of an of a of a person that protects you so they don't take your house if you emptied your bank account to start a business. Businesses are ephemeral. They don't mean anything. Your product effort doesn't mean anything. They come and go. Okay, I get that. But what does mean something is the network of humans that have gathered around the problem. Now, the people is another matter. I'll tell you, to finish the story with that entrepreneur person, her investor was like, got any other ideas? Mm -hmm. What they were saying was, I'm not betting on your idea. I'm betting on you. I think you are smart, you are thoughtful, and I'm okay with betting on you. Look, it also, you know, there is, it is a, if you've succeeded in the past, it's easier to bet on you because you've succeeded. True. You know, post, um, if post, you come out of Stanford or Harvard, it's easier to bet on you. So everybody triangulates on the data points here as to whether someone's worth betting on, but at least they're betting on you, right? Like at least I got to tell you, coming out of Brooklyn College, I don't think anybody was going to make any bets on me coming no. right out of school. No, right? I went to a little school upstate and got an English degree. Not a lot of betting going on. They didn't see me with a saddle and a jockey on me going that one. There's but, the one. But when people do bet. A lot of people see it as like, I have to prove to these people who effectively took on risk mm -hmm. and want to want me to succeed for them. They view it as like almost like a sort of personal commitment they made to these other people. And really, you should really tell everyone, anyone that gets into your, if you're borrowing from family for your bamboo iPhone case, tell them you might, you're, you might fail. Just, hey, don't take the mortgage money here. Like if you want in, some people I have had people because I've seen success. People come to me and in a joking way say, "Can I please invest in your thing?" Mm -hmm. People who are doing okay, some are wealthier than others, but they just want to. They want in, mm -hmm. and I've dodged it up till now because I their personal relationships. But I may change my mind. But I'll tell you, when I do change my mind, I'm going to tell them, assume this money is gone. I may come back to you with good news. I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm an. I, it's a startup. You're not investing in GM here yeah. or Exxon. And best of luck. And and be why? Because I value the relationship, and I will kill it. I will kill it. Like I, it is something that <clears throat> it's a skill to be able to emotionally detach yourself and realize that you're gonna get, you're gonna get a lot of stuff wrong. Let's put ourselves on the table here. We're two and a half years into building a startup that's about to launch. Yeah. Um, and we don't have to be specific because we haven't had the discussion, but, but, but we're broadly, right? Like here we are, we're about to launch. We're going to go out. You and I have invested quite a bit of our own money. I don't, there's no secret there. Yep. Okay. What are the frameworks when you go out and you go live and like, when do you, when do you make a decision like this? Let me make a suggestion vis-a-vis -vis the Ziadi Ford podcast. There's a notion uh, I have in, in my head. I, I don't know if I read it. I'm older now and I may have read it. It's something I call strategic flexibility. Okay. Strategic flexibility means if you are embarking on something that is a very particular constrained bet, um, you are much more exposed. 
if you've decided... Give me the example. If you've decided that people want this new type of crepe that you roll into a cone and then fill with pudding Mm. in Queens, Mm. and you've got the storefront, that is a very particular bet you're making. There's particular machines you need for it. Before I started the weight loss medication, that probably would have really hit me hard. But now (laughs) I'm like, oh, God, no, I don't want that. The narrower the the market the narrower the fit you're going for right. the less flexible if i have to buy very particular crep rolling machines i'm only making size 12 shoes and i'm only, yes it's okay. a particular bet and so can i h- how hard is it for me to turn that into a burger joint right and that is very limited strategic fe- flexibility our That's startup true. coffee shop, right? And then people, yeah. a coffee shop opens down the street, and your coffee shop doesn't do that well. Click, like you, your coffee shop's done because your coffee shop's yeah, done because you can't suddenly become a bar. You don't have a liquor license, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So what I want to do is actually talk about strategic flexibility in another podcast because one of the things that I think is so interesting about our venture, which is a board at aboard.com, mm-hmm. is that it is really hard to tell where we are in 12 months and that's a good thing we are not yes. going to be presumptuous about what a board is going to do this for is the true. world you and i built an enormous amount of flexibility into the platform it is a true platform and it's partly a byproduct of us being technologists who are just who think in very sort of abstract data-centric ways mm-hmm. and and now we are we also appreciate telling real world stories that resonate with people but we know some people are going to reject us and some may embrace us. We don't know which. What's so interesting about our platform is that I think it has a very wide uh, aperture in terms of strategic flexibility. I want to talk about strategic flexibility in another right. podcast. Well, let, Let's let me focus come back on to, killing things you with be this the, podcast. You be the CEO. Not, okay, not our company because you're right. We have way too long to even know when, when we'd hit a failure state. We're, we're in yeah. a beginning state. But you walk in, you've looked at a lot of companies. I've looked at a lot of companies. What makes you go, hmm, I wonder if that one needs to get the get the X? Um, if, if there isn't forward initiative, if there isn't like, okay, look, we've got 12 locations. Nobody seems to want flip-flops, but they do ski a lot around here. You have to come forward with what is effectively a new plan. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. That's going to take five months. We need new art. We need new product. We need a marketing campaign. And we're going to uh, talk to all the ski resorts and lodges in the area, for example. If you don't have anything mm-hmm. and your language, if it's flip-flops and you're like, you know what? Maybe a different flip-flop campaign will unlock this. You're trapped. Hold on, I'm going to make it worse. Let's say you do everything right, and you're like, you know what, we're going to pivot. To, we see skiing is growing. If you look at all these charts over yeah. here, it looks like a ski slope. It's going yeah. to be really exciting. The tendency at that point is like, whoa, there's a lot of bleeding. Let's stop that bleeding, and, and we're, going to, we're going to pivot to skiing, and we're going to save so much money pivoting to skiing. Mm-hmm. And we're going, to, we're going to be able to get right back to where we were flip-flops mm-hmm. with skis. Mm-hmm. Now the person that you're pitching to is like, wait, I'm just going to gamble on something that will get me that the status quo and I'm going to lose my, I'm going to lose my investments. It's a new gamble. Yeah. It is a new gamble. So the new gamble needs to be like, if we pivot to skiing, I can get you 3x the per store revenue. Yeah. 
and it's worth doing. You're pivoting. Yeah. But what most people want to do is like, I can make up the gap, man. Just give me a minute. Give me a minute. Give me more. I, you know, what, what's a, a, a telltale sign? I, I need double the marketing budget. Yeah. They like, just don't know about the flip-flops. I just need double the there's budget. There's that. And it's just, or if we switch to, if we switch to skiing, I, we're going to catch up. It's a, no, no one you're pitching to, if they're good at their job, can give you the money and resources to get back to status quo because they're just, then they're just eating the losses from before if you succeed. So warning sign, asking for more budget mm -hmm. when the train is clearly headed off the cliff. And without a plan to like triple revenue. Another warning sign, we need to hire the oh, right yeah. leader, <laughs> the right <laughs> team. It's true. There the should right be it's like vampire growth would be, there's like a, there's I, a kind of growth where people are like, oh, if we just could just get the right head of whatever in I, here. I have attended offsites where the only tech takeaways were like five new hires. There it's amazing. was nothing constructive that was like, we should focus on this and do more of that and less of this. It was like, we just need five more people mm -hmm. as if they come prepackaged with the solution. And guess what? They never do. Well, they that's never do. All you're looking at if you're on the other side of that conversation is cost. You're just like, oh, thank you. I asked you to grow the company and you just told me how you're going to cost me another two to three million dollars a year. That's right. Consult or hiring consultants. Sometimes people go to consulting firms and they're like, it's not taking. They don't seem to want to buy flip flops in Alaska. Well, and then what <laughs> happens is McKinsey tells you you need to fire forty eight percent of your staff. They, they may tell you that, yeah. right? No, and that's that's how they get the that's how the savings yeah. get baked in. Yeah, but again, like, and then you'll be able to grow. And it's just like, man, it's it's this is so all of these things are swimming around, and then it's like it's time. If I'm not mistaken, I've read a couple of books about Amazon and its culture and whatnot. They are very much a pitch your idea. I think you write the press release first or mm -hmm. something. Yeah, yeah. And you've got a window and they don't mind killing it. Like they'll give you the nine months. They'll give you the budget. Oh yeah, they They're look, like little ventures. They look specifically for run rate against the platform. See, that's, Amazon is a true platform company. You build your product on top of it. How's it doing? At one point, they built this ridiculous, ridiculous camera robot that sort of roamed around your house but mm -hmm. had Alexa built in. Mm-hmm. Someone wrote that memo mm -hmm. and they're like, you know what? We're worth a kajillion dollars. Let's give we'll it a try go. the robot. And then, and then the day came and well, I think with Amazon too, I think Amazon just, kills. Well, they it, will kill it. You look at the, you, they look at the chart and they look at the spreadsheet and they go, well, that, that's not the one. Amazon is, is also purely aligned around consumer intent. They just know it. It's yeah. all they are. All they yeah, are yeah, is yeah. a company that measures what people want yeah. and then tries to give it to them. Yes. Um, all right. So. Rough parameters around when to shut things down, the warning signs, et cetera. So if you're in one of these organizations and people are like, oh, if we could just get a new director, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I know things aren't that good, but we should think about skiing. Okay. But what if you're in one of these orgs? If you're in one of these orgs, a lot of psychology kicks in. The mm. advocates for it dig in further, right? People like, create a narrative of success in the face of the most profound failure. Absolutely. And so you are caught in a narrative of success and you're actually incentivized and told that if you don't believe in this narrative of success, that's when it'll be like, come on, snowflakes, you got to get it together. You know, yeah. That's, yeah. send that resume out, my friend. Yeah. And, and, and. Now, if the boss looks you in the eye and they say, hey, Rich, uh, it is not great for flip flops and we're doing skis and I need you to go research the hell out of all of our competitors and tell me what's going on. 
That's someone that's trying to gain knowledge so they can make some decisions. If you're in a position, if you are in a position where you can yes. go learn about the ski industry, and they've said, "I think you you have now been asked to help level up and resolve what's what's going on." Yeah. Usually, that happens after they have fired boss A and new boss B is in, yeah. and then they're figuring out if you're a person who will actually go research the skis or not. Yeah, research the freaking skis, my friend. Yeah. Uh, Shedding this is this what this is about is shedding the past. It's it's really very much about that because it is we're talking casually here about killing projects or killing initiatives or killing businesses. Thousands of people get put back into the circulatory system of the economy in that moment. Not just that. I, I put five years into this. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. I put five I, I've had years big projects into killed this. and you just you just stare at the wall. And and you're you're, you're you you know it's right. You know it's right, but you know what? I love it. Why do I love it? It's because it came over for the weekends oh, and the nights. It's and, not always right. Sometimes they kill them just out of like, it's because a new boss comes in and it's politically expedient to kill it. We I, we worked on a project together before our agency. That was a good product. Where someone like, it was a very good product and like a new CEO came in and they were like, what the heck is that? Click. <laughs> It delete. Collect. It was gone. Exactly. And it was really good. It was ahead of its time. And if they had invested in it, I think they could have found some success, but they got scared and they decided to do ad optimization instead. Yeah. Right? Such is life. Yeah. I don't know. I, yes, you do grieve. It is a little scary. You're thrown into the wilderness. I remember feeling very wildernessy after that. But also, like, eh, if back to your point. We're back to your point, Richard, which is it's a business. You go on. You go on. I, I, let me give a a last piece of advice. If you're, you know, I, I really admire and respect people who are taking the leap on their own. They like quit the job, and they're gonna empty. They're gonna borrow against the house and yep. give something to go. Just be careful. Uh, be very careful. Most businesses fail. That is a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the idea of taking on some risk. Um, but don't expose your life. Yes. Uh, and your home and whatnot. I, I don't I don't think look, there are great success stories. Um I, I listened to a podcast of the five guys, uh burger guy. Yeah. And he had been trying different things and failing. And he's like, Everyone loves a juicy burger. Literally, like that was his pivot. Mm-hmm. He's like, if it's a little fatty and you kind of mush it against the grill, I think everybody likes it. Yeah, no, and, and then I'm going to fill a, a trash bag with French fries and shove it in a family's face. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I, so, but to your point, right, we live in a media economy in which stories of success are absolutely favored. And so it's very easy to think yeah. that failure is avoidable. Yeah. And you can, you, you know, there are a lot of people who will tell you exactly how not You to. don't want to be in Fortune's 30 under 30. They all end up in jail it's anyway. Good, so don't man. do it. Yeah, get into the it's it's going to be a grind and and all that. Is, okay, so all that aside, if you're in one of these, like keep your keep your eyes open. If you're the boss, it's often time to kill. You know, Ziadi and Ford permission. What permission are we giving the people? Um, trust yourself, not your your project or your endeavor or your business. This is real. Build uh, your career. Build your career. Um. Trust your ability to to shed biases and try other things. Don't get emotionally attached to a particular path that well, isn't. I'll make it simpler. You have you're able to not get emotionally attached. Try really hard not to take it personally. And then when they ask you to stay around and dismember the corpse, it's actually kind of interesting. Stay around and do it, but send out your resume at the same time. Yes. Yeah. 
All right. Well, there, there we go. I think we really helped people through. I think this a really was an overly optimistic podcast. Really happy, Paul. cheerful, um, good stuff. Uh, hang in there. Uh, reach out. This wasn't. You know, I feel like we could have talked more about this. If you've got questions or follow ups, hit us at hello at ziadiford.com. Hey, we like disagreements too. I, I enjoy it when people uh, reach out. Yelled at sometimes. I like a good slap. Um, okay. And follow us on Twitter. Give us five stars and tell your friends. We love you and we'll talk to you soon. Have a lovely week. Bye.